0: Mrs. Bad Dream. When my brother and I got home from school one afternoon, there was a round little woman sitting at the kitchen counter in our apartment. She was reading a paperback, drinking an orange soda, guarding a purse as big as an overnight bag in her lap. She looked as if she'd wandered in, as if she thought the bus stopped there. We stood in the doorway and watched her until finally she glanced up and announced in a high sweet voice that she was Mrs. Bad Dream, that she'd stay until our father got home with dinner, and that she hoped he wouldn't be late because Mr. Bad Dream was expecting her. Then she went back to her book. My brother, who was in the seventh grade and didn't see the point of babysitters, went off to our bedroom. I sat alone on the couch in the living room. With her perched just a few feet behind me, I didn't feel like watching TV and I had a policy against doing homework before dinner. That left talking to the babysitter. Babysitters always wanted to talk. Maybe they were sorry for us. My brother hated the talking and the pity, but I didn't mind. I turned and asked her what her book was about. It's about a famous tree, she said, not looking up, in New Hampshire. We had a pawpaw tree in the backyard at our old house, I said. My mom would make jam. I didn't really like it, though. She had no reply to that, so I let her read. When our father got home, on time, Mrs. Bad Dream put her book in her purse, climbed off the stool, told him we'd been perfect angels, and went home to Mr. Bad Dream. She was back the next day with a different book. I asked her what it was. It's about a boy who grew up on a farm in the old days, she said. I told her my grandfather grew up on a farm, but she wasn't impressed. The following day, she was still reading about the farm boy, but the day after that, she had another book. It's about a dog who works in a maternity ward, she said when I asked. I don't usually care much for dogs, but this one seems pretty sensible. I said I like dogs okay, but my mom never let us have one, and now in the apartment, we weren't allowed to. Mr. Bad Dream really wants a dog, but he's allergic, she said. I said I was allergic to wool, but no one believed me. What was her name? Really? You can look up people these days, find out everything about them, but only if you know their name. My brother says it was Mrs. Battery, but he's thinking of another babysitter. She came regularly for the next few weeks, and when she had a new book, I'd ask her about it. I may not be remembering some of them quite right, but I know there was one about a mountain climber who found a bear cub that its mother had abandoned. He and the cub lived together in a shelter on the side of a mountain. He taught it to plant vegetables and count to four. They made a movie out of it, Mrs. Bad Dream told me. I said I hadn't seen the movie, and she said she hadn't either. Mr. Bad Dream and I don't see a lot of movies these days. Another was about a circus clown who solved crimes. He had a girlfriend who was a trapeze artist. While she was twirling around, she'd watch everything going on below and give him secret signals. I said I'd get pretty dizzy on a trapeze, and she said she'd be all right, but Mr. Bad Dream might throw up. She laughed. Was it Mrs. Batting, Mrs. Bawdry, Mrs. Boundary? The next time she didn't wait for me to ask. After my brother disappeared, she held up her book and said, you'd like this one. It's about a man in Russia who digs a tunnel under the snow for 200 miles to get away from the Bolsheviks. He eats roots and little animals that he finds hibernating down there, pikas. That did sound interesting. I asked her if I could borrow it when she was done. She looked frightened. Oh, no, I couldn't. It belongs to Mr. Bad Dream. It's one of his favorites. Our father was very late that day, and she had to improvise a dinner for us, lamenting about poor Mr. Bad Dream going hungry and his blood sugar problems. And then my brother wouldn't eat it. He was still sulking about our mother canceling the next weekend with us. It was the second time that month. The next day, a Friday, Mrs. Bad Dream was very cross. So I left her alone, but as she was leaving, she handed me the book. Mr. Bad Dream says it's okay, she said, but you mustn't lose it. I read it over the weekend. It was work sometimes, but I wanted to tell her my opinion of it. On the bus on Monday, I thought out what I'd say. I liked when it was just the man in the tunnel, digging, or looking for pikas, or resting in the dark, wrapped up in his big coat. And there was some good suspense, like when he heard voices right above his head. But he spent too much time thinking about other things. Conversations he'd had with people, places he'd lived, Russian history, and chess. There was a lot of chess. I got that he was lonely, but maybe he could have had an animal who was his friend, like a raccoon or a bear cub. And there could have been other tunnels with other people escaping, but he never met them, never saw them, except when the tunnels happened to cross. He and they could work out a plan where they'd dig right up to where the Bolsheviks were and jump out of their tunnels and fight them and beat them. And he'd find the one woman he kept thinking about, the one who wrote poetry, locked up there in the Bolsheviks' prison, and he'd rescue her. That would be a good ending. I didn't know if Mrs. Baddream would agree. Maybe she enjoyed reading about Russian history and chess. But when we got home, there was another babysitter waiting for us, a younger one with long straight hair, big round glasses, and big round earrings. She said she was thrilled to meet us and she was sure we'd get along if we all followed some simple ground rules. My brother and I agreed that she was hateful. It was good to agree about something for once. She was the last babysitter we had. Six months later, she and my father got married. When it was clear Mrs. Baddream wasn't coming back, I asked my father where she lived so I could return the book. He said he wasn't sure, and I didn't ask again. It had already been a few weeks, and I was afraid to see her, afraid that she and Mr. Baddream might be mad. I pictured him lying in his recliner, missing his favorite book and cursing the boy who'd stolen it, and her perched in someone else's kitchen, trying to read while careless children romped around her like bear cubs. I worried about it and then after a while I forgot. I probably still have the book, and that box in the attic with a lot of other things I've never returned. I saw her one more time, ten or fifteen years later. At least I think I did. A round little woman was waiting to cross the street downtown, rounder and littler than I remembered, and old. How old had she been before? A young woman stood beside her, holding her arm, and I stepped up on her other side. She eyed me for a second, not turning her head. I nodded. Mrs. Banshee? Mrs. Benzine. She eyed me again. I smiled. What could I say to her? I still have Mr. Bad Dream's book? With a quick jerky motion, she looked me up and down. Then she hissed at me, like a cat. The light turned. The young woman glared at me and helped her off the curb. I waited for the next light. It probably wasn't her.